Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Heads up tomorrow. Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn in. Dustin Lynch in. Big show tomorrow. Big show today. Let's start with some calls. Let's go over and talk to Amber in Iowa, who is on the phone. Amber, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. I just wanted to tell you thank you so much for the earrings that I got before Christmas. Okay, so refresh my memory. I remember her calling, and we gave you some earrings. Is it because your husband didn't get you something? What was the issue? So he got me a thermostat for Christmas (laughs) one year, and I I asked him for a pair of diamond earrings. And so... um, this year for Christmas, he put some thought into it after he saw my earrings. He said, I was going to get you diamond earrings, but I guess I don't need to now. Oh. And so this year, he got me a mother's necklace. And did you like it? I did. I loved it. I told him it didn't have to be very much money or anything. He could do a card, anything, but I wanted him to put some thought into it. What's a mother's necklace? So it just has my kids' birthstones in it, and then it says, I love you to the moon. Oh, that's cool. And was he offended that we sent you diamond earrings? A little bit, because he that was his Christmas present to me. He was going to just go and grab a pair of earrings so he didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> what do you mean he was that gonna? That sound. I mean, He okay. was gonna, okay. He, he's had all these years yeah. to do it, and then the, when when the, the we sent the diamond earrings, then that's the year he was gonna do it. Yeah, I was gonna, gonna work. I was gonna work out this morning, but you know what? I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yes. he's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we're glad we're glad that we can make that happen, and thank you for giving us the update. And I like the fact that he put some effort into it. Maybe we kicked him in the pants a little bit, and he's like, "Well, I better shape up, or mm-hmm. she's gonna call Bye Bone Show again." He actually said that because. I also had called, but he didn't take me to the Garth Brooks concert. And I said, if you keep if you keep doing this, Bobby Bones, is, you're going to be on Bobby Bones more than once. Yeah, and we're going to send Garth to your house. So, <laughs> wait, Garth shows up, but he was going to do that. Wait, she's the same. He was going to have Garth come over. Yeah. <laughs> that she called and said her husband had tickets to Garth Brooks, and he chose not to take her. Yes. Oh, wow. Have you been on twice already? Yeah. I have. <laughs> Interesting. But we're done now, I, though, right? We, wait, why? When you did the thermostats <laughs> call, did you fill us in that you were the also the Garth call? Um, I don't think I did. I don't either. Okay, yeah, she didn't. Wow. But now I remember both, and that's kind of crazy that he, wow, she uses the show to put him straight up. Interesting. On well, what else street. can we do for you while yeah. you're here? What do you need? She wants a car. Good. What yeah. is the call for this time? <laughs> yeah, what do you need, Amber? really good he really he listens to you guys every day and he's doing really good so i'm happy that he's listening maybe a massage yes we would love that (laughs) well i'm glad that you could use this show i'm glad that you this is a tool to make your relationship better i didn't know they were the same caller good catch there all right amber thank you very much and i hope you have an awesome day and appreciate you calling and let us know whenever you need something again (laughs) thank you have a great day guys bye-bye that's funny. That's She didn't tell us. Mm-mm. A little bit. Like, I feel like she pulled one over on us, but I'm also <laughs> like, hey, good for her. She's used this twice. All right, time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, oh, Bobby Bones. My daughter, who will be 10 this month, was on FaceTime with one of her school friends. They were playing Roblox, and I was sitting right next to my daughter, and I heard her friend say that she has a boyfriend on Roblox. I immediately said, oh no, you should never talk to people that you don't know online in any game. That's very dangerous. And then I left it at that. 
When putting my daughter to bed, I explained to her the dangers of doing that and what could happen and told her that if she ever hears her friends doing that, that she should tell them it's dangerous. My question is, should I contact her mom or wait and see if I hear the little girl talk about it again? I've never met the mother and I don't want to come across as a crazy person, but I would want to know if it were my daughter. Signed, Confused Parent. Amy, you're a mom of kids. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I would go ahead and reach out to the mom, and I wouldn't think twice about it. And you can even preface it with like, hey, not trying to, you know, I I know we haven't met. We're not that close or anything, but this is just something I overheard. And if it were me, I would want to hear. So I'm just doing what I would want, and I'm letting you know. And yeah, that's kind of... It's interesting. Like then the mom can evaluate whether who this ten who a ten year old daughter is talking to. Like who's this boyfriend? How old is he? Where did he come from? I think a big part of the story is that she's ten. Yeah, is it real? Fifteen or sixteen? I think you probably handle it different. But I don't think there's any confusion. Yeah, nine or ten. I think you of course you send a message. And the mom's probably really easy to reach out to. Facebook, Instagram. Oh yeah, probably easy to find her. Without it being like, oh my gosh. Eddie, you got a couple kids. Easy four, breezy. Four, actually. Four kids. Yeah. Easy breezy. I think parents always need to stick together. If my kids are somewhere and my kid says something, I would love for them to tell me what they said so I can deal with it. This is a no-brainer, dude. You have to contact uh, their parent and just tell them what happened. Would you, Do you ever feel like uh, like another parent is snitching on your kids? No. Okay. No, no, no. That's you? what we do. We work as a community. No, I would want to know. But there have been times where I've had to reach out to other parents awkward. and it is awkward. But <laughs> oh, it just, is? Yeah. Yeah. And But you just have to set that aside and do what you would want another parent to do for you. And that other parent might be like, why are you calling me? I would. I don't want this. Okay, well, you did your part. Like, the, you still have to do Better safe than sorry. Exactly. You know where I do feel weird bones, though, is to actually talking to the kid and saying, hey, uh, what you're doing there is not cool. That's always weird to me. Like, I don't want to parent them even though they're at my house. So I don't know if that was the right thing to do, but would you I ever spank do. another kid that's not yours? No, <laughs> get out of here! I, I figured that was the answer. I just making sure. Also, too, you, you never know what that he told us. He spanks his fourteen-year-old the other day. My fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I just think too, you make sure you say it in a way that's not judgmental mm-hmm. at all. You don't just you know, not that you would, but I don't know this person's personality, so I'm just saying, make sure you set your tone to where you're not sounding judgy at all, because you don't want the other parent to think that you're calling them out. Thank you, parents. You're welcome. You're welcome. And to the confused parent, I think there's your answer. And thank you for emailing. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Time for elder versus millennial. Eddie, the oldest on our show. 42 years old. Morgan, number two, the youngest on our show. 28 years old. Answering trivia questions about each other's generation. Up first... Sam Houston State is where he went to college. (laughs) But if he wants to win this game, he's going to have to step up his millennial knowledge. Producer Eddie! Yeah! Yeah! His opponent, she runs our digital. She grew up never having to use an encyclopedia. And if you leave her a rude comment, she'll block you on social media. Morgan number two! (laughs) Number two! All right, Eddie, you ready? Oh, man, I don't know. These are all questions that Morgan will know the answer to. Or she should, anyway. Uh, Morgan can win the championship today. Yeah, I'm aware. She's up four to one. The song's Beautiful Soul. And here's a clip of Beautiful Soul. Okay. I don't want another pretty face. I don't want just anyone. And Leaving. And here's a clip of Leaving. I'm leaving. 
Were what pop artists' biggest hits in the 2000s? Oh, Beautiful Soul and Leaving. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's that's Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. I mean, wow, those are some early hits. <laughs> nice job, buddy. Thank On you, opposite man. day, that's Thank incorrect. You. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan. Jesse McCartney. Jesse oh. McCartney is correct. Eddie, come on. Robston was the nickname for what celebrity couple that were together from 2008 to 2013? Robston. Rob Thomas and Jennifer Hudson. What? Did they date? Robston. Robston. That's incorrect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Morgan? I believe that is Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. That's correct. Dang it. Man, I'm terrible at it. Eddie, Sully and Mike are from what Pixar movie? Oh, I know that one. Monsters, Inc. Give me a point. And that's because your kids more than you. <laughs> correct. Yes. Okay, Eddie won, Morgan oh, two. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Morgan, I'm going to play the theme song to an 80s TV show. Okay. This TV show featured Kit. There was a car. Name this TV show. Gosh. It's not ringing any bells. I mean, Back to the Future was a movie. The Jetsons had a car that doesn't really sound like the Jetsons theme. I feel like that's more upbeat. Hit the car. Need an answer, Morgan? The Jetsons. Incorrect. (sighs) Eddie to steal. That is Knight Rider Bones. That is correct. Yeah! Morgan, what actor played the Joker in the Batman movie released in 1989? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Man. I have no idea. Stumping on both today. What actor played the Joker in the Batman movie released in 1989? Oh. Henry DeVoe. Never I heard of him. I think that's a made up <laughs> name. Yeah. William DeVoe? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was going for. Eddie, can you steal it? Yes, Jack Nicholson. That's correct. Hey, Morgan, what wall was famously torn down in 1989? What wall? For the tie. You need this to tie. I know. These are hard today. What wall was torn down in 1989? Two questions about 89 in a row there. Oh, wow. This is four years before I was born. I mean, there's the Great Wall of China. Was that ever torn down? Was it even real to begin with? That's a good Don't question. Don't trick my brain like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, that's the only wall I know of, so the Great Wall of China. That would be incorrect. <laughs> Eddie? Tear down the wall. That's the Berlin Wall. That's correct, and Eddie comes back and yeah! wins today. Wow. Oh, my gosh. He's still wow. in it. Hey, we're alive, baby. He's gasping for air, but he's breathing. Woo! Nice job. Thank you, thank you. Wow, Morgan, that was a struggle bus for you, huh? Yeah, none of those. Like, no reference at all. Apparently, you had to know your 1989 knowledge yeah. to get through today. Eddie, nice job, dude. Thank you, dude. Bobby Bonjour. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. 
Dolly Parton has a new song coming out tomorrow called Blue Bonnet Breeze. It's off her upcoming album Run Rose Run out on March 4th with the album's companion book coming out on March 7th. Tim McGraw admits he's not as healthy with his eating choices when it comes to football game snacks. I'm not very healthy when it comes to football game snacks. I like cheese dip and Doritos and tacos and chili and all that sort of stuff. One of, some of our favorite things that we have during football season is Frito pies, where we just have Fritos and cheese and chili. Um, we eat a lot of that. Garth Brooks celebrated his 60th birthday this week, and he offered his fans some birthday advice during his Studio G. Do a lot of things you didn't think you would do. You're going to fall straight on your face. But the great thing about falling on your face is you realize you just get back up and you realize nothing can hurt you. You're all right. You're going to be okay. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So a Milwaukee police officer, he was shot in the line of duty. And when a local radio station heard about everything that went down, they surprised him with Super Bowl tickets because he's a big Bengals fan. Wow. Yeah, but not just Super Bowl tickets. They went ahead and collected money, like spending money. So a couple thousand dollars for that. They're paying for his plane tickets to get there and a hotel room. Cool. What station? We should shout them out unless they're up against us. No, they're definitely not. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's um, WTMJ AM. And their parent. What do you mean they're not? What town? What city? What's AM? It isn't, we're still up against AM stations. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Amy knows how radio works. All this time, it's just, <laughs> no, I there's not it. their own AM rating system. I don't system. know. I know. I, I don't know if they're on what in city? the uh, morning. Milwaukee. Okay. Milwaukee. We're good. We're good. I <laughs> yeah. think we're there. We're and good. I want to shout out the police officer, Herbert Davis III. Mm. And he was responding to a welfare check when he ended up getting shot multiple times. Awful, but yeah, he's okay. That part stinks. We are on in Milwaukee just at night. Ah, that's I'm true. I'm on at night. Yeah, yes. I do nights there. Uh, yeah, shout out that cop again. That's awesome. Yeah, Herbert Davis the third. Herbert Davis the third. Glad you're okay. And great job by that radio station. And have fun at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Good and times. he has some spinning cash. <laughs> all right, that's what's up. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, Lunchbox, in 30 seconds, describe to our listeners the business that you've tried to create. So I went online and I basically stole a bunch of reservation times for Valentine's night, key times. That way when people realize, oh, no, it's Valentine's Day and I don't have a reservation, like, where can I get one? They come to me and they buy that spot for $75, plus they still have to pay for the meal. So there's a guy named Pyree that called the show. And he was like, hey, I want to buy the one from Lunchbox. He lives in Las Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas. That's a hot city. A lot of reservations go fast. There are a lot of people coming and going. People like to wine and dine real nice. Why do you and, talk like a car salesman? Because yeah, he's business <laughs> mode right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that Pyree <laughs> needs to impress his wife. So let's go. So this is Lunchbox calling Pyree to close the deal on his first reservation. Hello? My man Pyree, what's up? It's Lunchbox from Lunch's Tables. Real quick, Lunchbox. Yeah. My name is Tyree with a T, like uh, like Tom. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Our phone screener, Abby, that gets all the praise on this show that says she does the most amazing job. She gets employee of the month. She wrote it down as Pyree. Sorry, someone's not very good at her job. We'll correct that. I will now call you Tyree from now on. Right on. Thanks, brother. All I need is you to get on Venmo. Hit me with that $75. I got your email address right here. I won't say it on the air. And I will vent, I will email you the reservation. I can go, go on there, change it in your name, or you can show up. 
up and use the name that's already on the reservation. It's up to you, my man, Tyree. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm going to send you that 75, and we're going to get this thing underway. Thank you for being a, you know, a, the first customer at Lunch's Tables. We are going to go global, and you will be the first one. We'll put a picture on your wall when we open up our first brick and mortar. <laughs> right on. Thank you, Lunchbox. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, your, your goal is to have a brick and mortar of... A That'd digital a, business? A waste of mm-hmm. money, for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you watch Shark Tank, they try to get from, like, their trailer to a brick and mortar. That's when you know you made it. But if you're not it makes, selling anything. Yeah, yeah. what's going to be in there? Makes sense for their model. And then secondly, why would you put it on his wall, not your own wall? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a little talking too fast and, too, uh, and I messed up, and I meant to say I put a picture of him on my wall, because usually you put your first dollar, but if it's a Venmo transaction, can't really put that dollar on there. <laughs> so Tyree paid you $75 after this call. Yeah, you know, let me go let Venmo Tyree. Tyree's like, I'm going to pay you right after I uh, work out, and he hadn't paid me. So you still have no money, no business, no clients for your reservations. Now that I'm looking at Venmo, I got no clients, nothing I, sold. That's so weird because he sounded enthusiastic about yeah. paying. Like, the businesses I've dealt with, don't you just pay, and they're like, hold on, okay, it's processed, we're done. Well, and- he was in the middle of leg day at the gym. He yeah, couldn't. But- oh, classic. But he was on the phone. <laughs> like, all yeah. you have to do is go, Beep. Yeah. And then you oh, say, you think oh, he's confirmed. Just play, you think he's just playing Maybe. this to get on the air? I think so. I'm like, oh, wow, he's just messing with lunch. No, oh Tyree, can't, he wouldn't do that to me. Tyree knows how. You called him Pyree until this call. That's yeah. because, because our phone screener wrote it down as Pyree and told me that was his name. I can't help that what I, the information <laughs> you know I'm what giving. what I just thought of? Because you know Abby, she's so great at pranks. What if she set this whole thing up with Pyree? Man, that Tyree, would be so funny. To like yes. mess with Lunchbox. Abby, is this a prank? If so, will you admit it now? It's not a prank. That would be a good one, though. That's a good oh. idea. But Do no, you think the guy is real and going to pay Lunchbox money or no? Well, this is, that's kind of questionable. Yeah, he would have paid last night. I feel like he would have. Today yeah. is Thursday, February 10th, and you have no clients. I have no clients. <laughs> but I guarantee by Valentine's Day, that Vegas one will be sold because I've got other people from Vegas reaching out saying, hey, I want that Vegas Then I would sell to them sell right it. now. You have no Listen. obligation to Tyree. Well, you do have, I mean, listen, when you make a- Stop saying listen. We're listening. <laughs> You're talking into a microphone. As a fellow business person and you agree to something, you can't go back on your word. It's like he a- He agreed to a, pay you, he hasn't. Yeah. I know, it's a PO. What's that? It's a order. <laughs> what? A PO. That's what you call them. PO. No, no. Post when, when you get a when you get an what order is, for uh, uh, like a, if you're gonna sell something, that, oh, I want a PO for six boxes. That's a PO purchase order. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Purchase order. I feel like he's doing a Stamps.com commercial. <laughs> so I got a PO from Tyree, and I just need to you know okay. get him to sign on the dotted line. Let us know. I think the day of you'll probably sell them all. You need to keep them until the day <sighs> of. That is he's stretch. gonna be out. So but much I told money. him. I told him you can come on the air the day of and say what you have. Yeah. So and they'll go like that. I think they'll go like that. That's what I'm talking but about. if they don't, you owe them all like 100 bucks each, all the restaurants. That's not it's good. Ri- in business, there's a lot of risk involved. Yeah. There is. That's why like, you got to. It's probably a write-off, though, because you ended up. Not if this business isn't real. Let's be, no, <laughs> and which no, it's not real. No, this business is real. On. And if, I'll be honest, if I, don't, no. if I don't sell these, I may go bankrupt on this. Okay. You're not going to go bankrupt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, check back in probably early next week. And Well, no, Monday's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's Monday. Okay. Well, good luck, Lunchbox. I'll tell you what. I'll buy one from you for five bucks. The one in no, Vegas? No, no, hey. no, 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 because then you'll turn around and sell it. I've oh, already wow. seen the Beanie Baby thing. I've seen how this works. <laughs> no matter what you touch, it turns to gold. We ain't playing that game. Okay. Uh-uh. No deal. <laughs> Here is Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter. <laughs> yeah, that's the weirdest insult I've ever had. Whatever you do turns good. I hate you. So I'm staying away from you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amy, so what happened? Well, so we have some like drainage issue happening. So we thought, okay, well, maybe it could be the gutters. So we called a gutter company to come out and give us a quote. First quote, $329. What did they say was wrong? Well, that's just the thing. There wasn't, they just said they would help clean it out. But we're like, but what's the issue? So then I thought, we're going to get another quote. That company comes out, $400. thought, what? I just can't justify spending this money without understanding if it's going to actually even fix the problem. Are you talking about gutters on your house? Yes. Like the, the tall gutters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, a little lighter, a little, little lighter. maybe go with them, $329. Yeah. Second one, $400. Mm-hmm. So you but called somebody else. Something just did not feel right about spending that money without a guarantee to fix the problem. So third company comes out, straight up says, I quote, your gutters look great. I would feel bad about taking your money. We don't do business that way. <laughs> gutters are fine. Because I told him about the other quotes. So shout out to the brothers that just do gutters. Because Is that their name? Brothers you, that just do gutters? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, I thought you were just shouting out some brothers that just do gutters. <laughs> no, yeah. the, the brothers that just do gutters. And they were honest with me. So much so, we went online and wrote a review. Wow. Five stars. I never review things. That is you have to really be moved. That's good. Yeah, good on five you. stars. They even replied to the review, and they're like, thank you so much for the, and we're, I mean, but the review was straight up like, <laughs> we haven't even done business with them technically because they turned us down. You know, like they said, you don't need to spend money on this. We don't, we don't feel right taking your money. So two questions. Did they tell you what was wrong? Yeah, they said, well, it's a clearly not a gutter issue because our gutters look great. And those so now, brothers only do gutters. Yeah, gutter, right, right. right. So now that, I, now that I know it's not a gutter issue, I need to find some other brothers <laughs> that could know the issue that's happening. Yeah. So. So. PSA is get multiple quotes. Did you go blast the other two? You got to go put a bad review. No, I don't like putting other companies Sisters that on do blast. gutters. <laughs> Did you go over to their page? No, I don't want to put anybody else on blast, but. I sometimes I get it. It's we can just get busy or lazy and not want to like seek out multiple offers. But this is proof to me that it works. Like make sure you compare people. So were they just charging you to come look at it? This would be like, hey, let me check it out. No, this was if I wanted them to actually clean it out. But then the brothers yeah. told me. I wonder how many times I've been taken advantage of. But, oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Because you did a third call. You didn't just do a second call. Wow. I know. Well, the problem is because they couldn't tell me that that was going to actually fix the problem we were having. If they were like, hey, yeah, this will fix it, then I would have spent the money. But something just didn't feel right with me because I could end up spending $400 and the problem not be fixed. Was it the fact that they were snickering after they told you the price? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, <laughs> like, hey, it'll be $400. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that, that is a great, we're going to, that's a takeaway here. Yes. Get multiple quotes if you can. Yeah, because I don't always. And in this case, I'm so glad that we did. Good for you. I like, the more you know. Yeah. Hey, there it is. Hey, Morgan, you're too young to know. The more you know. Yes. Don't know what that's from. Oh, boy. Like Saturday, no you see a celebrity come on and be like, hey, guys, just so you know, uh, smoking can really fry your lungs. And if you smoke, you'll die. And then that music would hit. And a little star would go across the screen and go, the more you know. <laughs> Nothing. Pretty no. cool. Was it on, like, PBS or something? Mm, NBC, maybe? I think so. NBC. What about, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any question? No, like unless a, that was like Dare. Dare was the first time I was intro, in like introduced to drug campaigns. But this was again on TV a commercial, a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, and no. they did a bunch of them. But the the first one was an egg, and they cracked the egg and go. They show the egg. This is this is your brain. Crack. This is your brain on drugs. They look at the camera and go. Any questions? 
And your your egg was and you'd sizzling. Have no, you'd have no questions. <laughs> no. Your brain just got fried. When you yeah. exactly what was <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah, like, no. Oh, nothing? Nope. Mm. Do your milk mustache? Yes. A little. Like that'd be. But a, got milk. But more in magazines than on TV. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's when they started putting like uh, pretty people on there. Like Rob Lowe. Yes. And he had a milk mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you missed out on all the good stuff. Yeah, just it's unfortunate you were born at a bad time. I mean, I was born in the nineties though. Yeah, Everybody loves the nineties. Yeah, but because we lived it. Oh. You just yeah. were told about it. You're pooping your diapers. We were I living, was the Y two K era. We were living the fine life. Amy, thank you for that story. Yeah, no That's problem. Good to go. All right. Here's a voicemail from last night. I just wanted to say that I lost my husband two months ago and I listened to you guys in the morning and it really helps and I love you guys and thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Appreciate that call. It warms our hearts that you can hear our show and hopefully remove you from whatever crap you're going through right now because everybody's going through something. If we can be there for you, if we can feel like your friends, if we can feel like your family, like we win. So we really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Did you know that buttons for a women's button down and a man's button down are on different sides? Yeah, of the shirt. <laughs> okay. Do you know why? Uh, no. Ooh. I thought I was just going to go, yeah, smart. <laughs> I didn't know that. there was a different level to this. Uh, well, sometimes you dig deep in the back of your brain. You're like, well, actually, in mm. 1842. I, w- I would have just thought it was so you would know one was for women and one was for men. No, it's because men's shirts, they button on the right, making dueling easier and quicker to get to their weapon. So that way they're, but they can, if they're buttoning their shirt, they can also be on the lookout and be like, oh, quick draw if they need to. Really? And then women often hold the, their baby um, in their left arm. So that way they can use their right arm to do other things. After hearing this, I think it's just so we can tell the difference. <laughs> I don't think they're making shirts now for dueling and baby carrying. Exactly. I'm, no. I'm going to go with... They just do it so we can tell the difference. Most men held their swords <laughs> in their right hands. No, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I understand Where why. Where do you keep your sword, Bones? <laughs> well, I haven't used it in months. So that's why I don't think it's, it's that important. Okay, this was back when shirts and buttons on shirts were invented. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little knowledge there. You can drop on your, like, next time button-down shirts comes up. So Valentine's Day is coming up. So I have an idea if you're trying to think of what to do, like, last minute. If you can, people are recreating their first date. That's fun. Do you remember your first date with Caitlin? Mm, Yeah, but she didn't think it was a date. Okay, so you probably wouldn't recreate that one. Sure. We went to, like, a, a little salad place, and then we went to, like, a little bar and that was pretty much it and I was like well what a date she's hot and she was like well maybe that'll be a friend Oh, it was a whole situation little did she know little did she know that (laughs) I was gonna take her over like a virus (laughs) yeah it's just something fun that people are doing to try to you know if you're trying to up your romantic game take it way back this was a story from like parents like they like so they've got kids they're trying to keep things like I said romantic so they're going back to their first date and recreating it it doesn't even have to be like you're trying to up your romance game it can also be the oh crap I forgot to book something game and make it look like you've had this thought out for a long time mm. game. Part of the study I also saw when I was reading the article is that the on average parents have had seven date nights since the pandemic began. So that's only seven dates in two years. Well, you spend a lot of time together. 
Although it's pretty back to normal now, but you spent a lot of time just together, so you probably didn't want to go out just together. Yeah, or it's hard to find people <laughs> to come take care of your kids because yeah. you don't have people just come into your homes. Yeah, mostly the first one, not. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else? So Chris Stapleton, um, he was sharing how he scored huge dad points the day that Adele called to ask him to collaborate on Easy On Me. When Adele called me to ask me to do it, I did stick her on the phone with my daughter real quick. I said, here, uh, talk to Adele real quick. I got a little bit of dad points there, I think. So that was fun. So he said they had a wonderful conversation. That's from Katie and Company podcast. And then I also saw that Chris's dream collaboration is with Paul McCartney. He said he's just putting it out into the universe just in case. He said, aim for the moon. Why not? I would take... A, a Chris Stapleton recording of him just singing along with Beatles songs. Oh, how Ooh. cool would that be? And not even like studio, like he's just playing them on his phone and he's singing out loud. Like Kane Brown used to? And they're just rec- yeah, <laughs> like I would take that. <laughs> yeah, like early Kane Brown. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, is that it? I'm Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Jessica Higgs is one of those Instacart shoppers that you send the grocery store your order. She does the shopping and brings it to your house. Well, usually they just leave it on the front porch. Well, Jessica went to one house and was going to leave it on the front porch, and something in her gut said, you need to go inside. And she went inside, and she said, man, the old man looks sick, just looked bad. And she left, and she had a headache. She goes, I think there may be some kind of leak. So she notified the daughter and was like, I don't know. Your dad didn't look good, and I had a headache after being in there for 10 minutes. There might be something wrong. And the next morning she woke up and her tip had been changed from $14 to $100 because there was a leak and the dad was saved all because the Instacart shopper went in. And I love this story. And I'm going to separate what I'm going to say from the story. Love it. Thank God she went in and felt it and saw it. And But if someone goes into my house because they have a gut feeling, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out in this instance. But yeah. if someone's ever delivering something to my house, it's like, you know what? I got a gut feeling I need to go in. <laughs> I think that's that's tough. Unless you were able to see something yeah. in there. And she uh, probably did. She probably sensed something, saw something that made her feel this way. Maybe she'd been to this guy's house before and had a gut feeling after that. But if someone ever drops off, like an Amazon driver's like, I got a gut feeling. I need to go in. <laughs> that's weird. It's scary, too, for that person that has the gut feeling. Because maybe they do have pure intentions, but then they might get shot. Oh. Yeah, the old gut feeling. I don't think <laughs> nine times out of ten, the gut feeling ain't working. What are you going to say, Lunchbox? I was going to say... You just listen to your gut. When you're making big decisions, you listen to your gut. Your gut is actually your brain, though, and that's been proven. You've said this. Yes, your gut is actually your brain's instant reaction. We associate that with our gut. Our belly is actually not making a decision. They just want food. Yes. Yeah. Our stu- no, our brain just wants what food. We say. What? Our belly doesn't want it? You don't always feel it. It communicates in your to belly. the brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So your gut is actually your brain. It's the same. But it's like a deep feeling of, like a deep, instant feeling. Where the brain, where the other part of the brain really evaluates. Wow. You more of a gut person? Me? Your gut or you more of a gut or a butt? <laughs> more of a gut person or a butt person? Gut. Yeah. What are you, gut or butt? Uh, no, he's no. the not a gut person. I know, no, I'm it's not a gut butt. person at all. Even if my gut's like, do it, I'm like, let me evaluate this for a second. <laughs> I'm doubting you. The, guy, the guy's speaking. currently on fire right now. Now let me think. Um, yes, uh, lunchbox, good story. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this from everybody in the room, but Amy. But I was scrolling through my Instagram, and I saw a video of Amy, and she had posted on her Instagram, 
and she started like singing, and it was Marin Morris. Stop! Oh, I thought okay. it was you. I thought it was you. Okay. I promise you. Look, I it's like, on. I haven't even posted. No, it's on. I know, and I thought it was you. So the person that came up to you and said, "Are you Marin Morris?" Like I, for a split second, thought, "Why is Amy singing in a video?" It's on Marin's Instagram. Yeah, Amy Before doesn't he came sing on, on air, video. All Bobby said out of his mouth, he's like, "I swear to God." And then he was like, I'll tell you all on the air. I mean, is this on a stage with a crowd? No, no, no. It's a music video where she's singing with a piano. It's this song. Hold on. (laughs) Must be a new song. Uh, But... But you just saw the back of her head? No, I saw her... Like, it was dark. Stop it. It was dark in a room in the front of her face. (laughs) And I was like... What's Amy? It was Marin. Anyway, I would just like to say okay. that oh someone could have possibly confused you for Marin Morris. It's all right. Okay. It's time to get in the investigative corny. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a hundred little sheep rolling down a hill? We have 90 seconds to figure it out. Sheep rolling down a hill. Okay, so what Benjamin. do you get from sheep? You get... Bad, bad Benjamin. Well, what do you get from sheep? A wool. Wool, right? Wool. Wool. So they're rolling down the hill. Wooly, wooly, wooly. Sheep. <laughs> tumbling, tumble dry. Tumble. What's the joke again? Can we hear the joke? Yeah, go ahead. What do you call a hundred little sheep rolling down a hill? A hundred. A hundred century. Hundred. Is a, you think a hundred has something to do with it? Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, why would she pick a hundred? A hundred sheep rolling down a hill. What's sheep? Bah. Bah. Wool. Benjamin. Ben- Benjamin. Yeah, it's what? Benjamin. Hundred dollars? Benjamin. Oh. No, that's taking the wrong direction there. I don't know what I direction like to any- go, but that I does like not it. feel like the right okay. one. Okay. Read it again. What do you call a hundred little sheep rolling down little. the hill? Little. Lamb. Little. Lamb. Lamb fall. Are, are Lam- lambs little sheep? I don't know. Yes. So Lambos. Lamb. Lamborghinis. Lamb tumble. Lamb rolls. Lamb. Lamb Hundred child. little ones. Lamb. Lamb fall. I wonder if we're chasing the wrong way with lamb. No. Lam- How many seconds? Ten. Oh. Lamb. Lamb chop. Lamb chop. Wow, lambda, I thought y'all would get this. What? I thought lambda. y'all would get this. Hundred lamb. Time. Amy, we're way off, huh? Uh, is it lamb? Does a hundred have to do anything? No, it just is to show that it's a lot. Okay. Does a lamb have to do anything? Yes. Mm. Okay, go ahead. The morning corny. What do you call a hundred little sheep rolling down a hill? What? A lamb slide. Oh, we were right there. <laughs> so close, man. Usually I throw you the alley-oop, Betty, and you dunk it. I know. I missed it this time. You did. I was like, lamb fall. Ugh. Dang. Lamb fall. <laughs> lamb slide. <laughs> oh, whatever. Landslide. We are losers. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, somebody write us a 30-second theme song. I'll pay him out of my own money. And so here we go. This is Cray Reap. Welcome to the hottest radio show. Wow. 
That's Whoa. pretty awesome. That's an anthem. That feels Dang. like we should do like some SEC football show after that. <laughs> it's like, we're coming to your town. This sounds like a real TV intro. That's really good, Cray Reap. That means nobody on the show can ever leave, though, because he's already his name in That's it. That's true. I mean, maybe we need a version name. with like an instrumental, and if Morgan leaves or Ray leaves, we just cut him cut out. Cut him out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Woo. Okay, here's another one. Here is Garrett Say. He says, here's my submission. Thank you for this opportunity to be a part of your show. And thanks to my beautiful and supportive wife, Heather, for pushing me to give it a shot. Welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. Hope you came to pimp some joy. Jamie Lunchbox Eddie and Morgan number two. Mike D. Ray and Scuba Steve are bound to tickle you. Have you screened your cause? Hillary works behind the scenes. Let's not forget Bobby, he's a Razorback fan. Keeps his rowdy crew in line the best that he can. Give us a listen and tell us something good. Welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. Yeah, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. Just in general, they're really good this week. We're two down. Okay, here's Wesley Holland. Hey, it's Bobby. It's Bobby. Hey, it's Bobby Bones, y'all. Hey, hey, it's Bobby. It's Bobby. Hey, it's a Bobby Bones show. You got Bobby. He's the king of the land. You got Eddie and Amy. They be sitting at his right hand. You got lunchbox, but not the kind you eat. You want to go swim, you go swim with Scuba Steve. You got Abby and Ray and Morgan number two. They work behind the scenes to bring Bobby to you. Now listen up, y'all, because this ain't funny. His name is Mike T, and he's about to get money. Uh. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. It's Bobby Bones, y'all. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. It's the Bobby Bones Show. I mean, that's wow. good. Oh, that's so good. It's probably a little too hip-hop to use yeah. every day on this, but we could definitely use that in some, another part of the show. We only have a couple more. Here's Tori Carpenter. Bobby Bones, he's so fly. He's on every morning. He's the radio guy. Amy's there, too, and she's got jokes. Tune in for the morning, corny folks. Eddie the dad, tell me something good. Lunchbox with the bonnet, he's so misunderstood. Can't forget Morgan and the rest of the crew. It's the Bobby Bone Show. Good morning to you. It's the Bobby Bone Show. Good morning to you. That was pretty good. Cute. I like Talk that one. Uh, yeah, it's good. That's good. That's good. Let's do one more. Uh, this is Tony Yobanks. And he said, hey, this melody came to me in a dream about two or three years ago, but I came up with lyrics to it. Here we go. Bobby Bones, it's the Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones, coming to a radio near you. On podcast too, we hope that you will love to listen to. Bobby Bones, spreading positivity. Bobby Bones. With Lunchbox, Eddie, Amy, and the crew Good morning, studio It's time to meet Bobby Bones Submissions were really good this yeah. time I mean, that... Wait, I skipped one? Which one? Oh, here he is, Wyatt Dillon <laughs> Hey! <laughs> is it worth playing or no? I mean, is it as good as the other ones? I would say it's up there It's up there? Okay, Come here's, on. here's 30 seconds from Greg McCarthy Listen up, listen in, it's the Bobby Bones Show, just a bunch of good friends, pimping joy on the radio, no you're never gonna get it, but you could, and 
When the world's gone crazy, tell me something good. Yeah, the Bobby Bones shows friends doing what they do. And they make you feel like one, too. Hey! That's a good one. That's I really like that. good. Yeah. A good one. That one, we have to move a couple of these to the finals okay. here. That's Ooh. a good one. That Cray Reap one. Is that the first one? The first one. That's really good. Just hit that one again, Ray. Welcome to the hottest radio show around. Good news coming from Nashville to your hometown. That's good, too. I, it sounds like Brandon Ray. A little bit it does, yeah. Brandon and Eddie wrote a jingle for this to win the cash. <laughs> did yeah. you do that, Eddie? We did not, no. Okay, well, thank you for the submissions. We'll take it for another couple weeks. We'll leave it open. Uh, mailbag at bobbybones.com. Those are pretty good, though, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. El- level elevated. Yes. Next week, it's Aldean sending in a song. <laughs> it just continues to get okay, bigger. Okay, Blake. Hey, man. Uh- <laughs> just trying to get a shot. <laughs> on the phone right now is Jim in Florida. Jim, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, man. What can I do for you? Hey, I was just calling in. Uh, my daughter, she uh, came to us when she was 10 and said uh, for two, three months, she plays this game on Roblox and meets the same girl every day at 4 o'clock and just uh, wanted to know if they could exchange phone numbers to actually talk. And uh, I let my wife kind of handle it more, and my wife said, well, you got FaceTime, but I want to be there too. And uh, they did, and um, basically talk almost every day now. They're uh, a year apart. My daughter's 11. The other girls uh, just turned 13, and they're best friends. I think that's great because you were there to make sure that it was a real girl. I mean, if you're on and you FaceTime and a guy with a mustache comes on with a little blonde wig on. Right. You know, you should be there to make sure that that conversation doesn't happen. Yeah. But in a controlled environment, I love it. It reminds me of the dad who said, hey, can my daughter get on TikTok? If I'm there, I see what she's seeing and I also see what she's posting. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, like it wasn't even an account about her, and she wasn't like dancing. Yeah, she was it was doing like, like cool stuff mm-hmm. that could be good for her future. Yeah, I think that's great. And I am not making fun of gamers. I have friends that I have made while playing, but I only play sports games. Yeah, totally. Does totally. that make me more manly? <laughs> We've met them. Yes. Yeah, so one night I was on Twitter and I said, "Hey, we need a fourth for NBA for 2K." And this kid, this college kid named Andrew. Kansas goes, hey, I'm up. I'll play. So we need a fifth. So here we go. It's me and Eddie and a couple of our other friends. And Andrew gets on, and I almost invited him to the wedding. I was one <laughs> step away. Yeah, he, you should have. He came to. That's hilarious. He came to our show in Austin. Yes. On the Raging Idiots. We hung out with them in we, Wichita. Was it? Same, oh, I guess it was Wichita. same weekend. Yeah, yeah. Same Whatever, weekend. Yeah. And it was amazing. And we t- we talk all the time. We just put the headset on. It's not like, hey, Andrew, how you doing again, buddy? It's like, all right, buddy, you ready? Yep. All right, let's go. Hey, what do I need to do? It's it's friendship. Mm-hmm. I saw a story on, I don't know, one of the accounts that I follow, maybe like a sports center, but the guy was waiting for his friend that he'd always play Call of Duty with for like 10 years to show up because they were meeting for the first time. And it was like two 30-year-old men. That's and awesome. they were like, what up? <laughs> it's awesome. That's cool. But back to your point, you were there. You controlled the environment when they were talking on the headsets. You controlled the environment when they met. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, gaming and the internet, all of that, it can be really, really cool, but it can also be really, really dangerous. Um, so. Which is everything good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Food. <laughs> yeah. The other stuff. The other stuff. Yeah, I was, I was really drinking. Had to save the other stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Jim, I appreciate that call, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Where do you live in Florida? 
Uh, just outside of Sarasota. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Hope you have a great day. I'm jealous it's warm mm-hmm. and all the time. Mm. <sighs> I'm over winter. Me too. I'm over it. Uh, by the way, Eddie and I will be right outside of Tampa in Plant City, Florida. In the warm weather. In the warm weather oh. coming out for Strawberry Fest. That is March 12th. I do believe. Yes. So come out if you're in Florida. Go to RagingIdiots.com if you want to come out and watch the show. Let's go talk to Abby in Iowa, who is on the phone. Abby, what's going on? Hi, Bobby. Hey. Good, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> I just wanted to share, you were talking about um, like having gamer friends and how you almost invited that guy to your wedding. And I wanted to share how... Me and my husband are from Iowa, and my husband's been a gamer. I mean, we've been dating since we were 15 years old, so he's been gaming our whole relationship, and now we're like 30, but um, my husband has flown to California to meet a gamer friend. We've had a gamer friend fly from California to Iowa twice, a different one. We have another gamer friend in Minnesota that we drive up to every once in a while and see when they're in town. But the cool one is, is we have a gamer friend from Rhode Island that we actually got invited to his wedding. And I've only heard of these people for 10 years, but we actually got a wedding invite and we flew to Rhode Island in September to meet them and go to their wedding. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What I'm going to compare this to is online dating because there was such a stigma for so long when online dating became a bit normal. Like, wow, you... You met this person online? Ooh, how weird. Now it's nothing because it's so prevalent in dating, online dating, app dating, whatever you want to call it. Um, the same thing with gaming and talking to folks. Eventually, this is just going to be the world we live in where occasionally you go meet your best friends that you talk to every day, and it won't be a thing. But now it is just like it was when people started to meet online. Yeah. I feel like that caller could be married to my brother because that's how he is. He has friends all over from gaming. And he was someone that grew up in like a really small town in Texas and nobody really had the same interests as him because he was a gamer, like board games before there was computer games. And then he's like, the internet, he's like, it helped me find my people. Exactly. He's like, I, I felt, phone. He's like, I felt so <laughs> alone until it opened up and I could connect with people that thought like me. Exactly. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> hey, thank you, Abby. Hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Eddie brought this up, so I'll let him do the heavy lifting here. Uh, what'd you see yesterday? I'm shocked that you guys haven't seen this, but by Ray's desk, there has been a letter just sitting there for almost a year. And, and what's interesting about this letter is it's from Ray to someone in Iowa. And it's signed, Sizen, his address, sent to someone in Iowa. And it's been there for over a year. He's never sent it off. Now I want to know, what's this letter? Like, what is it? And who's it going to? So Raimundo's our audio guy <laughs> who sits in a glass room. He's not in here with us, but I can see him through the glass wall. Ray, you have a letter that you won't send out? Yeah, I, no, I will send it out. I need to get a hookup with stamps.com or something. But uh, <laughs> Tyler Reynolds and Erica, they were going to get married. There was a way in Iowa that I could have possibly gone to it, ended up not doing it. But I just signed it, wrote a special little something, and I'm going to send it. But I think they sitting, got married, though. It's been sitting there for a year? They yeah, could have been divorced believe- by now. Wait, it's <laughs> listeners? Yeah, it was a summertime wedding. They sent me an invite, so I thought the least I could do is sign it and write nice stuff. Oh. But you never sent it. Right, that's the thing. I'm missing that one thing. I'll get it. Stamp. <laughs> missing that one thing. We thought it might have been like a long lost relative that you hadn't yeah. reached out to in a long time. And you just couldn't pull the trigger to send out and 
Tell him you love him. No, 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 not that. That's not it. Oh, I thought it was like a letter to himself eventually. He'll oh, that would have been cool. Oh, mail it to yourself. Yeah, once in therapy, I had to write a letter to myself. I'll mail it to myself and then open it and read it and remind myself what I was feeling at that point. And it was pretty emotional. You still have that? No, I threw it away immediately. Uh, what? Like, <laughs> you threw yeah. it away? Yeah, because, because I didn't want to feel stupid when someone else found it. <laughs> Okay, but that's not stupid. It's actually really awesome. You're doing something, working on yourself. Like, what's... And I worked, and I sat, and I wrote this letter to myself, and I said, hey, uh, whatever. And it arrived. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say, Russ? I don't wow. really remember. I could probably get myself there to that point. But I, it arrived, and I opened it, and I was like, do I even want to read this stupid thing? Because I wasn't in the space to go with, through, well, the song, the through, the, through the song and dance. Of, yeah, I know. I know. I don't think that was the point of the assignment. I know, but I opened it and I did and I read it and I was like, all right. And so I took it and then I was going to put it somewhere, but I thought, I know how I'm feeling. And I don't want someone coming and reading this and being like, this guy writes letters to himself and mails them? What a weirdo. So I just stored it. Well, clearly. And threw it in the trash. <laughs> I stored it in my heart and threw it in the you trash. You could tap into it if you needed to. Yeah, tap into it all the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, you should have held on to that. Because you could go back. I mean, do you really remember what it was? Or, like, do you feel it? There's nothing wrong with that. If I someone found it, wrong with it, you Here's, should be like, hey, I know! You, Stop lecturing me! You should I know say, there's nothing wrong with it! I didn't want anybody to find it! It's very healthy. Because I would have felt stupid! Okay, let me don't tell you what it said. Encourage Let me think it. about it. I think that well, You don't have to tell us. No, I'm okay. Let me just yeah, let me, tell us. Let me just get a second. I have a, I, I have a big problem with feeling proud of myself for any reason whatsoever. And I have accomplished some really cool things, but I never look at, wow, look at what's happening good for you. I constantly am, you messed up here, you could have done better here, you should have done better here. And so what I think my therapist had me do, because I do not appreciate at times a lot that I've been through, I wrote a letter going, hey, this is great, you've done this. How about that? You've done this for folks. And then I read it back and I was like, you know what? Then I ripped it up the way. But that's what it was. Yeah. Looking at it now, if I would have found that, I would have been worried about it. And you'd have made fun of me. What if you'd have been sitting here on the desk and you'd have written a little note being like, hey, I think you need to talk about this letter. (laughs) You really think highly of yourself, don't you? Yes. That too. And I don't. I don't. I struggle with thinking anything positive about myself at all. Um, But yes, that's what it was. Okay. Okay. We good now? Good stuff. We good. good. Get out of my business, you guys. <laughs> okay. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Coach Mike Dreyer, he's 70 years old and he coaches at a high school in Minnesota. But back when he was 28, he was still the head coach at a high school and he had a student as a basketball player and his name was Earl and he was a foster kid. He'd been in foster homes his whole life. And Coach Mike just kind of took him in as as kind of his dad role model, coached him all through high school. Well, Earl, he went to graduate college. He went into real estate, started a family. He now has four girls. And let's go full circle. Now the four girls are playing for Coach Mike at the high school. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? That's Love pretty it. cool. There, it's always fun, too, when teachers last through generations. Yes. We had a guy, Mr. Tollison, who taught my stepdad, taught me, and then was still there to teach, like, kids 15 years younger. And I would go back to the school to, you know, do some stuff. And Mr. Tollison would still be there. Yeah, my boys have a Coach Mike. And it's cool to see all my my kids' friends. Their dads all got coached by Coach Mike as well. And it's like, they all know each other. I love it. Pretty cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, time for the big stories. Let's hit it. Bobby's Big Stories. 
An update on Bob Saget, the dad from Full House. So after checking into the Ritz-Carlton, Bob Saget hit his head on something and then went to sleep. And that's oh how my. he died. What? Oh. Authorities don't know what he hit his head on, possibly the headboard. But there was an obvious bruise on the back of his head. Authorities believe Bob did not know the severity of his injury. Went to sleep. He never woke up. Wow. Possibly the headboard. The toxology report has come back, and there were no drugs or alcohol in the system, but it was his his uh, brain bled. Yeah, internal bleeding. So he hit his head. was like, ow, that just hurts. I'm reenacting it, obviously, because I don't know, but it then went to sleep. That's like, um, was it Liam Neeson's wife? Natasha, fell down skiing or, yeah, or in the ice. Fa- oh, who hit their head on an airplane? Oh, I thought she, I thought it was, it wasn't her. Oh, she, no, you're thinking of the guy, that the infomercial guy, Billy Yes. Mays. Okay, so, so she, him, fell, she fell skiing. Ski, just, I don't know if she was skiing, I think she was standing there and fell, maybe. And then Billy Mays hit his head at, on the overhead, and he died. Wow, wow. from that? Now the, yeah, the overhead luggage wow. thing. Wow. That's crazy. So Every, like, everybody's grabbing their head. Yeah, man, that's scary. I know. Yeah, that's scary. I hit my head right here on the microphone yesterday. Daily. It hurt. <laughs> I thought oh. I was doing something under my desk, and I came up and bam, hit it. Like, I checked for blood, but nothing. Mike, will you fact check those? Just- yeah, Natasha's was a skiing uh, in accident, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you're right. I feel like maybe I do remember something about her just standing and falling. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the airplane guy. Just hit his, like getting out of a seat. When people stand up, they're like, all right, bing, and everybody gets up. Yeah, it Gosh. makes you think that time, well, I mean, this was my daughter, but like we, someone decided to help her with her luggage, even though she told the man she didn't want help. And when he pulled it down, he hit her in the face with her luggage wheel. It hurts her so bad. And Mike, then he what left. are you saying? Oh. We messed up the whole story. <laughs> what? Interesting. Okay, who hit their head on an airplane and then died? Hold on, here we go. Mike D's coming with the facts. It was first reported as that. But yeah. Later when they ran a test, they found like he maybe had something wrong with his heart and also died in his sleep. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, a congressman says Monday after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. We agree. Who is? I don't care. This guy is re-elect him. I don't care what, <laughs> I don't care what party. Just because of that. That's it. Um, uh, congressman Tim Ryan. He says, hey, after the Super Bowl, it should be a holiday. As a matter of fact, he says, after the holidays. I mean, after the playoffs, it should be a holiday. <laughs> after the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What? He told TMZ Sports he believes everyone should have Mondays off during the NFL playoffs. Yeah, let's go, baby. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati Public Schools have already canceled classes on Monday. That's from TMZ. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, because they're in the Super Bowl. An unruly passenger thinks he's an- th- that another passenger is stealing his DNA. More bad behavior in the former Friendly Skies has rerouted another flight. An unruly passenger is being blamed for a flight being detoured from New York to Florida. The Frontier Airlines flight left LaGuardia was grounded for two hours at Raleigh-Durham International Airport. Here's a clip from ABC 11 News. The raised voices and yells coming from an unruly passenger. The passenger could not be controlled. We have learned the Frontier Airlines flight left LaGuardia in New York, headed to Orlando. A passenger on board telling us that man was threatening a baby and said he would kill everyone on board. Six people jumped in quickly to help restrain that passenger. Reports say the passenger got loud, claiming the woman next to him was sticking him with the needle in order to steal his DNA. He, obviously, he was not in a great place. No, no. he's having it. Psychologically. Yeah. Uh, the man was retained by six passengers from ABC Raleigh. If I were on this flight, I'll wait for the other five to grab him, then I'd jump in and be like, okay, I got him. <laughs> I'd be, be that six, six, but I'd I'd be the guy that's like, all right. You grab a shoelace? Got I got him, boys. <laughs> and then finally, there are some friends who have attended every single Super Bowl. 
and they are planning their final trip. Three friends who have attended every Super Bowl are hoping for a memorable contest this year because it will probably be their final trip to the big game as a group. They're all in their 80s. They've attended every game since the first AFL-NFL World Championship game was held 55 years ago. I'm glad that they can do it all together and they can quit before one of them dies. Yeah. Yes. But they're rich, right? I mean, have to be. Have to be. I don't know. Or they I just make it a priority. You still got to be. I'd love oh, to make it a priority. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but not going to happen. Have you seen tickets? And they've started to go down a little okay. bit. Well, maybe they don't gamble like Eddie over here. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hey. But tickets are like $3,000 for one ticket at the lowest price right now. I still think you could go outside the stadium, get it for even cheaper than that. But that's not a risk I want to take. No. Go all the way way out there. (laughs) Uh, So, but anyway, they've been doing this since they're they're 80s. That's cool. And that's a great story. So I could go get a ticket outside of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Flying in then. You could get a ticket outside of anywhere for anything. For any reason. Yes. Well, I didn't know the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just a game. Oh. It's just a game, babe. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, hey, if the ticket doesn't sell after like halftime, will they give it to you? Ooh, that's interesting. If you're holding Super Bowl tickets I and mean, nobody buys them. You're not going to sell it, so you might as well just give it to someone, right? I don't think they would give it. No. Away. Oh, man. But you'd probably get it for very cheap at halftime. That'd be cool. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. <laughs> If you ever had a really bad first day on the job, hit us up. 877-77-BOBBY. On his first day at work, a bored security guard decided to draw eyes on a valuable modern art painting that was in the studio worth $1 million. They have these blank faces. It's called The Three Figures, and it was defaced. The bored 60-year-old security guard allegedly drew eyes with a ballpoint pen on the faces of two of the three figures in the painting. The unnamed guard was reportedly from a private security company and since has been fired. I mean, the picture is just their faces. And maybe he didn't know it was worth a million bucks. Yeah. But what's he doing writing on a piece of art? (laughs) He's a security guard. I agree. I agree. That's something my kids would do. Mm -hmm. I agree. He's 60. (laughs) But he probably also didn't know it was a million dollars. So, yes. Talking about bad first days on the job. The security guard, bored in an art gallery. Drew some eyeballs on a painting, million-dollar painting. He had no idea. He was fired. Uh, Cliff is on in Texas right now. Hey, Cliff, what's going on, buddy? Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Yeah, so on first day of job, um, had just dropped out of college, moved away with a buddy of mine to try and get a new start and worked at a motorcycle shop. And while pushing vehicles out to the showroom floor for staging, dropped an Indian chief motorcycle that had been fully customized with all the get-ups, cost about $20,000 worth of damage. (gasps) So what do they say to you? Oh, it was, it was hazing for a while. Um, it was definitely, uh, you're not allowed to touch anything, grab the mop, start mopping, cleaning the bathrooms. Oh, <laughs> that's an expensive one. But oh, yeah. you didn't lose your job. Yeah, how'd, the, how, how'd that job go the rest of the time? Did you stay for a while? Uh, I, I only stayed for the experience outside of work. It was actually a, a very toxic environment for about six months. But then, because it forced me out, I joined the Marine Corps soon after, and that was all history. <laughs> See, dropping yeah. that motorcycle ended up being good for the country. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Cliff, appreciate that, <laughs> buddy. Have a good day. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, see you later. Uh, let's go over to Jeremy, who is calling us from Tennessee. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? 
Hey, Bobby, good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, uh, yeah, so calling about the bad first day. So I uh, won't say the name of the restaurant, but uh, started as a server. And uh, first table, there's probably five or six people. I had all their drinks on my on my server tray. There's a child sitting at the very end in a uh, booster chair. Of course, my chest hits one of the cups, pours all over this little kid. And, uh, of course, I'm like just nervous as can be but the mom was so nice we wiped him down and she still tipped me 10 bucks so it wasn't that bad that's awesome <laughs> that i've dropped drinks on people before a very uh, a story i've told many times about dropping a whole tray of, of food uh, onto people on the table mm-hmm. uh it it you're just so vulnerable on that spot. It, it reminded me of that feeling when you walk in on someone sitting on the toilet and you're both like, oh, <laughs> like you don't want to see it. They didn't want to see you. There's an extra line of vulnerability that's been good. That's the same way when you drop a table. Like they feel like, oh, I'm wet. And you're like, oh, I just did that. It's the same exact feeling. And then I got tipped large and the guy was like, hey, one day, you know, just you're going to be able to do this for somebody and help them out. He tipped me big after I, after I had done that. And I, everybody was wet. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I gave the whole table a wet t-shirt contest. It was terrible. Oh. It was terrible. Uh, Jeremy, thank you. That wasn't even my first day. That was just a day on the job, me waiting tables. Uh, let's go over and talk to Hannah, who is in New York. Hannah, you're on the Bobby Bone Hello. Show. What's going on? Not too not too much. How's it, how's it going? Pretty good. What do you want to say? Uh, well, my first day of a job, I'm a truck driver. And uh, the place I was working, we had to load our own trailers. And... Um, they had these really weird, awkward pallet jacks that they were electric. You stood on the things. They could pick two pallets up at once. And I thought I had it. We went to go, I went to go in the freezer section, had two pallets on it. I hit a patch of wet and the thing slid with me on it. I got thrown off. Pallets both fell to the ground. I mean, this was horrible. It was all groceries. It was right before the pandemic hit. And yeah, it was. Food everywhere. Worst, worst thing in the world was the pickles because they stunk horribly. But <laughs> and that was your first day. That was my first day. Yeah, that's. Oh, they kept me though. I don't know why they kept her. Well, thank you, Hannah. <laughs> Thanks for the call. See, listen, this happens to a lot of us. We just don't do it to a one million dollar paintings. What was the guy thinking though? I don't know. <laughs> Did he think no one would notice? Was he that boy? Were there, were there other, can you just draw on a wall? You can just draw on a wall. You can draw a whole human. You don't have to draw eyes on it. Yeah. yeah, anything like that. Hey, thank you guys for your calls. We appreciate it. Here's what I was talking about before break. There was a 17-year-old Dutch teen who went to the hospital for surgery on his knee after a football injury. I'm assuming soccer. Uh, but after he woke up, he was unable to speak or understand any of the medics because they were speaking in Dutch. Instead, he was only able to talk in English, a language he had just started learning at school. And he thought he was from Utah. He didn't recognize his own parents. He believed he was in the United States. Again, he's never even been to America, much less Utah. What is happening? After 24 hours, the teenager spontaneously recovered both his ability to speak and understand Dutch after his friends came to visit him and kept talking to him. Scientists believe he developed an extremely rare case of foreign language syndrome. It's from the I Daily mean, Mail. How we hear about that? this. Yeah, how do you learn a new language? Uh, maybe, maybe, let me talk it out here. He's been taking these classes. Maybe he actually knows more than he thinks he knows. Okay. Because we can be learning things without knowing we're learning it. Or maybe it's in parts of our brain we can't actually access yet. So by hearing it, who knows if we're storing stuff? And we just haven't learned how to retrieve it. So maybe he did learn more than he thought. 
and he had some sort of, you know, a fantasy about living in America. I don't know, but that's a weird situation. They don't think he was faking it. Yeah. You know how hard it would be to just do that? Like if, let's say Lunchbox went in for gallbladder surgery, and he comes out, and he's speaking in a French accent the whole time. Oh. Do you know how hard it would be for him to keep that up for a month? He can't even do like a regular accent well, that's not him. Lunchbox, you just had a surgery. How'd that, how'd, how did your back feel? Uh, we made... Uh... We mate. Uh, I don't know how French people See, talk. that was it. Okay. <laughs> What's your best accent? My best, uh, a Borat. No, Borat's not an accent. Kaz- okay. Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like that's okay. an accent. Okay, okay, Kazakhstan. But that's not one not that's, per- that's common. But say, uh, say that's what he comes out of surgery. He's just doing a Borat impression. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. He just saw the movie. Oh, right, okay. What do the British sound like? How do they talk? Like, you See? know, like, hello. Hello, uh, hello, I guess. Hey, so are you sore at all? Ah, uh, yes, my back is sore. You're still doing Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is my back is sore. My back is sore. Still, um, so, <laughs> although it's extremely rare, it's a real condition. Only about 100 people have been diagnosed with foreign accent syndrome since it came to light in 1907. Do we think that all of those people are faking it? No. No, maybe. Just, no, just mate. saying mate. mate. I can't say mate. They don't say mate. They say lad. That's Australia. Isn't that wild, though, that you can just wake up and <laughs> speak in a different accent or language that you really have never spoken in. But yeah, to I your mean, but, point, like yeah. we all watch Squid Game, right? And maybe we heard we listened to the whole movie in Korean. Right. And we didn't know what they were saying, but no, we do though because we were reading the translations. So what if our mind somehow knows Korean and we'll never know unless we go into surgery. And yeah. maybe what we don't know is how to access what we've learned. Because there's so much of the brain wow. we don't know how to use. So there's no telling the 65% of the brain, I'm just throwing a number out there, the 65% of the brain that we have, we don't have the capability of actually functioning with that part of the brain. But what if that brain actually sees and stores everything? It's like a computer. But our trouble is getting to it. Yeah. Wow, this is amazing. Uh, I mean, depending so on the week, I may get to things and I may not. Like easy trivia, like some days you could ask me the same question a month apart and one time I might get it, nail it, know it easy, and the next time I would be like, why can't I think of that? That's a great example. I was getting a haircut the other day, and a song came on by one of my favorite classic rock artists, one of my very first concerts ever, and I was like, who's the lead singer of this band? I've seen him live. I could not think about it, and the song is on, I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? And I'm like, well, that's obviously Creedence Clearwater Revival. I know every song. The first version of the Raging Idiots played it at a high school at my high school talent show and I'm like so I started to go through every every letter A Adam Alan uh, nope B went through every name I could possibly think of could not remember and I made a po- promise to myself I'm not going to google it again that lead singer was the first concert I'd ever been to it's not just something but I could not Access get into it. whatever part of the mm-hmm. brain that held that to go hey tell me it's John Fogarty please yeah because it was in there it absolutely it was yeah. in there and then the next day I woke up and was wow. like, I, I just woke up and went, oh, yeah, John Fogarty. What was happening that day that was blocking me? Mm. I don't know. This is unbelievable. What is? Just this whole idea that but, we may be geniuses in there. We just don't know how to access all that information. Like my eight years of Spanish might come out one day. Here's what happened to me when I was going at the dentist the other day. I'm glad we brought this up. Okay. So far, hair, hair place, now dentist. Mm, at the dentist. I'd broken a tooth. And so, thankfully, my dentist, who's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dr. Jeff Trimberly. Yes. Was like, <laughs> my dentist, too. <laughs> both, both Amy and I's dentist. 
was like, hey, come in, I'll, I'll fix you up, because I had to do the New Year's show on on on, on the TV, yes. on the talking box. Yes, yes. And so I go in, and, and any needle, I need the gas. I'm like, gas me up. And so I'm under gas, and I'm so fuzzy, I can't, I'm not making these super clear thoughts. And I'm thinking to myself, what if this is, this foggy space is where most people are living, including myself, but there are some people that can see through the fog in real life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's why they're so much smarter than us. Absolutely. Like, we, we all have some sort of gas, dentist gas in us. Not literally, but we're all affected differently. And the people that are so smart look at us like, why can't you guys figure this out? Like, why can't you see it? Maybe we live with it. And maybe some people live with even more. Mm-hmm. But I was able to think about all this going, what if this is how most of us live? Yeah, like you guys, like Amy and Lunchbox live in the fog with easy trivia. I, for some reason, just don't. Okay. <laughs> like, know? what if Elon Musk oh, is able to go to different parts of his brain and use them in ways that we can't? Well, I think that's obvious. Yeah, he definitely can. But different, maybe he's better at certain, maybe he's uh, more natural at what we are what we do, but what if he's able to actually get to different parts of his brain? Oh. And we just have no way to, to really study that. This is that. so inspiring. How? Because everyone's capable, to do? everyone's capable of being Elon Musk. Everyone can be this Dutch teenager. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, have you read Limitless or listened to it? It's no, wasn't it a Bradley Cooper movie? No. Create a pill, and then all of a sudden he was able to <laughs> no. do all the crazy stuff. Oh, no, right. it's like an actual book he written like, by someone. Yeah, it's the same thing, right, Scuba? This yeah, is, movie, yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper, yeah. Okay, but this is not— He took a pill and it accessed parts of his brain, and yeah. he could use it. Yeah, yeah. But that's not this book. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, the sure same guy that did it. I'm on the inside. I'm no. It's something different. <laughs> but it is about, you know, tapping into your brain's full potential. Because he was someone, like, he grew up, he hit his head when he was a kid. And then he was he was pretty sharp child. And then after he hit his head, just learning was difficult for him. Like, some ADD stuff, different things. And teachers would actually tell him, like, oh, you're the boy with the broken brain because they knew that he hit his head. But then he started to see himself as the boy with the broken brain. So that limited his learning ability. I fully support and and co-sign on that. I think yeah. when I was in kindergarten, I was told... When you, you must really have been told can't you were a genius. Yes. In kindergarten, <laughs> I was told, you're way smarter than everybody else. Ooh. And I think that actually... Maybe I wasn't. But I think that actually made me believe it. Therefore, it was. Man. So okay, because, I was never told that. Because, <laughs> me neither. Because me neither. I was told that, I think I had an expectation on myself <laughs> yeah. that even if I wasn't, I needed to be that. Your brain was open to it. Mm-hmm. Like, even in Limitless... I think we talked about this, I don't know, the other day. But, like, the... The, we were talking about records being broken and running. Like you, the rec, they thought that was the limit until it was. They saw someone else could break it, and then mentally they're like, "Oh, we yeah, can the break these records." Mile. And then they keep yeah. breaking the record because mentally they knew they could go there. Uh, yes, I, I I think that's why I was advanced in schools because I was just told I was advanced. This is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell all my kids that they're geniuses today. I, I, well. Wait, hey, it could change their whole trajectory. I think that there's a positive reinforcement. I think that's it. I don't know if you go and yell today, hey, you're a genius, because they may be disappointed when they're not. <laughs> well, and yes, because also then there's this whole parenting yeah, yeah, um, concept, too, where if your child gets you know, a really good grade, like a 90 or 100, and you're like, oh, you're so smart, then if one day they bring you a 70, then they're like, oh, no, I'm not smart. But they actually are still smart, so they just got a 70. So what you should say if they bring home a 90 or 100 is, wow, I can, no matter what, I can, wow, you must have worked really hard on that, and then praise them in that way, so that way they know... 
either way, they work hard. Yeah, it's hard to do that, it's though. It's so hard. I mean, like, you're All not supposed to say, things. good job. You're supposed to say, I see you work to build that tower. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Caitlin still does that to me. Hey, you did a good job with the dishes. I see <laughs> you tried hard. <laughs> still handled like I'm six in <laughs> some regards. Uh, okay, uh, you guys can hit us up if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Uh, that kid, though, went in. One person came out different. Amazing. I hope they got video of the kid so they can show him when he was saying he was from Utah and was speaking the English language. Wow. Pretty cool. You know what Caitlin saw yesterday speaking of video? And she got a video of it. The ghost dog. Oh, he's my back. House. It came back. She, she saw it. it. Yeah. She goes, I got the ghost dog on video. Wow. That's been showing up in my house. Interesting. Yeah. She goes, got him. And I said, let me see it. And then she showed it. Because she was like, I got it. And then she showed me the video. I didn't see a ghost dog. She's like, you don't see it there? I was like, I don't. Oh, she's messing with oh, you. Are you serious? No. No, she has it on video. <laughs> she has it on video. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Richmond, Kentucky. Adam was driving his car. He gets pulled over, and he's like, oh, no, I got warrants out for my arrest. What am I going to do? They come up to the car. Do you have any ID on you? No. What's your name? He goes, uh, Stephen Clemens. Mm. Like, okay, cool. Go back to the database. Only problem is Stephen Clemens also had a warrant out for his arrest. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I wonder if I wonder if he knew a Stephen Clemens. Gotta be his boy. Or Gotta if that, be. Yeah, if that's just a random name. And yeah, if it's your no, boy, don't you know he's probably yeah. in trouble too? Like, yeah. Know who you roll with. Yeah. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, a couple voicemails from last night. Here we go. Hey, Bobby. Good morning, studio. I just wondered, whatever happened to when y'all would play the word game? I forgot what it was called, but I really liked it, and I would love to hear y'all play that again. It was one of my favorite segments of the show for a while, but I haven't heard it, so play it again. I think she's talking about Blank Slate, which is just a game that you can buy at the store, and we started playing on the air. So we have the cards around here. Maybe we'll play it again soon. Cool. But you can also buy it and play at home. Somebody on the show proposed with Blank Slate. Remember? A listener, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they got it, and they were like, well, I use this game to propose. Uh, here's another voicemail. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. Um, in regards to your segment from Wednesday morning, um, you guys read the email about the massage. I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on talking to your masseuse during your massage. Um, do you think that it's normal for them to, like, make small talk with you? Should you make small talk with them? Or is it normal to just be quiet? Because I prefer being quiet. Thanks, guys. Love the show. What I like is when they go, hey, I'm as quiet as you want to be. Or if you talk, I'll talk back. Yeah. Because I'm, a, I'm quiet. I, don't, I really don't have anything to say. As a matter of fact, because I've had shoulder problems a lot, I put earbuds in and get and get a massage. Oh, interesting. Mm, so I listen to a podcast. The only thing is I laugh sometimes because the <laughs> podcast list is funny. And I'm like, <laughs> you listen to the show? No, uh, no, 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 not this show. Um, but I think you can talk if you want. But if you're quiet, they should be quiet. Yeah, for sure. Didn't you have once to a, a sheet where it was like, Mark, how much you like us to talk? Yeah, I went somewhere and it was like, no talking at all. You check that box, like just a little bit of talking. And then the third box was talk my face off. What if our listeners could choose that with this show? <laughs> yeah, Like they no got talking. a drop down menu. They're like, no talking <laughs> a little or t- um, okay, that's it. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great day. Tomorrow on the show, it's a big one. Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn, one of my favorite people. Dustin Lynch got a new record out tomorrow. We'll do the dance parties. Uh, we'll do all the Friday stuff, but tomorrow's a real special show, so we will see you guys then. The Bobby, Bobby Bones Show.